Blog Talk Radio. Today is Saturday, July 29th, 2017, and this is the secret math of money. All the things we should have been taught in high school but weren't. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for tuning in at this, at this different time. We usually do the show for anybody new. We usually do this show the second and fourth Saturdays of the month at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. But to this morning, I had to go help a friend move. Let me tell you something. It's not about investing. If anybody ever asks you to help them move, go do it. No questions, just go do it. I hate moving. I truly hate it. That's why I help people. So I spent the morning lifting beds and putting stuff together, and now I'm here, so I wanted to get this show in. And it's the fifth Saturday of the month. Usually we do this show the second and fourth. I do Bunny Slippers or Evil the first and third. Don't have anything for the fifth. I was actually going to take the day off and just not do a show, but um, we did math and money last week, and somebody brought up a good point about something, about investing, about stock investing. Um, I don't have an agenda for the show, so I'm just going to ramble for a little bit, but if you have any questions, just type them in, and I will be more than happy to answer them. Um, but let's talk about investing, because we talked about it on this show several times. Um, but the thing is, a lot of people, and I understand, are still afraid of the stock market. The stock market's got a lot of risk. It can go up, it can go down, and go all over the place. Um, but the thing is, your 401k, your retirement plan if you have one, if you have mutual funds, you're already invested in the stock market. You're already in the stock market. Um, because if you look at your mutual fund, what's in it is stocks. Okay. So you're already buying stocks. You just are buying them through a money manager, somebody who's managing the, the, the fund for you. Now, understand what a, man, a money manager does. They're making decisions about your money. Okay, that's what they do. They're, they're paid for that. They won't guarantee you anything in most cases, all cases, but I'll say most just in case. Oh, um, first of all, let me say this also, as I always say for every show, I am not a certified plan, financial planner. I am not selling you anything. Take everything. Take this show as entertainment. Anything I say, please research it. Find out for yourself. Okay, I do this show as a, as a, as a service because I've learned a lot and I just want to give back. So I, I encourage you. I advise you strongly. Anything I say here, go research it yourself before you make any financial decisions. I'm not a money manager. Okay, I'm not a financial, certified financial planner. Okay, I do this show as a way of giving back because of things I've learned. These are all my opinions. Okay, you invest and you lose money, it's on you. You invest and you make money, send me a cut. So anyway, going back to, 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 to investing, you use a money manager. That's what a mutual fund does. They have a guy, and trust me, Bill or a woman, they are paid a lot of money to manage your money, to manage your investments, to buy and sell stocks, or in some cases bonds or whatever, depending on what the goal of the fund is. But my point is you're already in the stock market if you have a retirement plan. If your retirement plan is, is invested in a mutual fund, a brokerage fund, you're already in the, the stock market. Stocks can be scary, but they are not as scary as you think. And the reason you use that money manager is because they diversify your investment. You can do that on your own. You can diversify. You can just – diversification just means – Buying more than one. That's all it is. You want to diversify your, por- your diversify your portfolio, those big words? Buy more than one stock. 
and you're diversified. You know, don't buy. All, okay, here's the thing. You can do this. Buy all the telephone company stocks or buy all the computer stocks. You know, back in the day, buy Dell, Gateway, IBM. You know, you can buy it. That's diversification, but it's not really wide diversification. Pick stocks in different sectors. Buy some sneaker stocks. And I'm not recommending these stocks. I'm just running out names. You know, Netflix, Nike. You know, buy stocks that do different things. That's the thing. That's, if you want to diversify, buy stocks in different markets. Buy some grocery stores. Um, you know, buy some, some car companies. Buy some computer companies. Buy $20 worth of, of any stock. Or if the stock price is more than $20, buy one share. The reason you buy mutual funds is because you can, like, I'll give you an example. One of the things people do is, like, Berkshire Hathaway. I think their stock was selling for, like, $5,000 a share, something ridiculous. People ain't got $5,000. So they buy a mutual fund and they buy a piece of it, you know. But you want to get into the market? Real simple. Go and pick a couple of stocks. Put away, and it sounds like a lot, I know. Put away $500, um, or $300, $100. Put it at $50 at a time. Put it into a money market account. You know, just put it in there. Once you get about $500, pick two or three stocks and just buy them. Okay? They'll get you on the phone the first time, and, t- and they'll talk you through and say, here's how you do it. And buy, like, one or two shares, or three shares of different stocks. And it's scary, yeah, because, you know, I put $100 in there yesterday, and today it's only worth 98 Yeah. Tomorrow it might be worth 97 The next day it might be worth 99 The next day it might be worth 103 Stock prices are doing this all the time, okay, up and down all the time, okay? Uh, stock I have, one of mine is uh, they make the Roomba, I think, iRobot. I believe they went up 10% one day this week. Wow, out of the blue. Uh, Sears stock, Sears been in the toilet forever, and I used to work for Sears, so I can say that. Uh, they made a deal with uh, Amazon to sell Kenmore, and their stock shot up. You know, they've been going down the toilet for a long time, stock-wise, stock price-wise. Um, things happen. It, it's all over the place. Um, but what you want to do is build up a resistance to freaking the heck out. Literally what you want to do, you don't want to freak out when you see your stock going like this. But don't buy a lot of stock. Buy $10, $20 worth. You can buy penny stocks. You know, if you find a company, hey, those penny stocks blow up sometimes. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it and tell you it's easy. There's no uncertainty because you can buy, again, you can buy a stock, $100 worth of a stock today, and tomorrow's worth $99, and you're going to freak out. Where's my dollar? Okay? True story. Way back in the day, you guys remember – um, was it WorldCom, MCI? I owned MCI. I lost money on that one. I owned um, Enron. Remember them? The smartest guys in the room? Yeah, I wasn't one of them. Um, I bought them at a dollar a share. I bought them after they crashed. And, uh, you know, they were like a dollar a share. So I bought like 100 shares. I'm like, what can go wrong? Stupid me. I sold them at a nickel a share. So I lost $95. Yeah, still burns. But, Okay, I lost $95, but I learned a lot, okay, in that thing. That was $95 well spent. Now, let's be honest. How many people go to happy hour, you know, go to dinner and eat $95 worth of food, okay? So we're not talking big amounts of money, but, again, I, I want to keep stating this. If, you, if you're afraid of being in the stock market, 
if you have a retirement plan, it's, you're already in the stock market. You know, unless you have a defined return plan like Bernie Madoff had, you see how that went, um, you're already in the stock market. Okay, it is, it is not as scary as you think. Yeah, there's risk, and I'm not going to be the first one to tell you there's risk. You know, um, the stock market crashes every now and then. But in, in an individual basis, stocks are not scary. Okay, there are several stocks, you look at their track record, and they've been steady for 15 years. Car companies, I mean, okay, let me, and let me tell you how I pick stocks. We'll, go, we'll talk about that in a minute. Remember back during, about 10 years ago, during the stock market crash, um, and, you know, everything went to pot. I bought uh, Ford stock, and I'm not endorsing the companies. I'm just telling you what I bought and why. I bought Ford stock 10 years ago. And I bought them for one reason, because the government was throwing money at all the other car manufacturers, and they got to Ford. Remember, because the government was bailing everybody out, and they got to Ford, and Ford was like, nah, we good. Somebody pretty much trying to offer you free money, you know, as a loan, zero interest loan, and you're like, nah, I don't need it. I'm like, they know something. You know, they must, they, their books must be pretty good. They, they got a pipeline or whatever. They're doing pretty good. So I bought them. And I made about, I did, I think I did like 40% on Ford in like a year. It was that simple. I didn't go reading their, 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 um, their 10Q or their quarterly reports. I didn't look at their P&E ratios and all that stuff. You know, I just use, call it my gut. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's either a yes or no decision. And it's a crapshoot. It's always a crapshoot. You can do all the research you want. It will never guarantee you anything. There is no stock it will guarantee a return on it. You could spend six months researching a stock. And in that time, it goes like this. There used to be books. I don't know if they still probably do still publish them, but they used to tell you how to, how to pick stocks based on the cycles. You know, if the stock went up two times and then dropped, you know, and then it went up again, it's going to do that again. That's a bunch of bull. I'm sorry to tell you, it's a bunch of bull. Can nobody predict the stock price? You know, you see these uh, analysts, and they'll tell you, well, you know, our target price for this stock is, you know, X dollars. What does that really mean? That means that, okay, we expect this stock to hit this price within X number of months. Okay. But what if it it hits it before that. Oh, then you reset your, you know. I mean, I have a lot of respect for animals. They do a lot of hard work, and I, and I don't want to sound like I'm bashing them because I'm not. But they got magic sphincters just like you got a magic sphincter, and you can pull this stuff out of your behind too, and I'm sorry to put it like that. Mad Money, the Kramer, Kramer, he does that show where he's yelling and screaming and picking stocks. And, you know, the day, the week, a couple of days before the stock market crash, uh, I forgot which one, but he picked a couple of those companies that went under like four days later. He's infallible. Okay? He's infallible. And remember this. If I have or anybody, this is, this is a rule for life, if anybody has a foolproof method of making money, I mean, no chance of losing money. If somebody can foolproof predict the stock price, we're not going to tell you. 
just keep it real. I am not going to tell you. If I got a way of picking stocks, I ain't sharing that with y'all. I'm just going to be real. I'm sorry. I like y'all, but I don't like you that much. Okay? So anytime somebody says, you know, they got a method uh, that picks stocks and, and is foolproof, run. Because most likely you're about to lose some money. Nobody can predict the stock price accurately. It's they're just there's that's like trying to clouds are going to be in the sky tomorrow. You know you can't predict a stock price. You can look all kinds of formulas. There's tons of books written on how to pick stocks, but nobody can tell me what is going to happen to any stock come Monday. They can tell you directionally, yeah, this stock is probably going to tank on Monday. Why? Because the CEO just got caught with kitty porn. Woo, you're real smart, you know. Yeah, oh, I predicted that. Well, shoot, a third grader could have predicted that one, okay? You, 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 there's no way to predict what's going to happen with a stock. You can predict, you, you can make an assumption directionally. Remember a couple of months ago when United, I think it was, dragged the guy off the plane because they sold his seat and he wanted him to leave and he wouldn't leave and they dragged him off and everybody had the camera showing it? They got crushed. No, not crushed. They got lost like 3 or 4% the next day. But, you know, people all over Twitter bashing them. A week later, everybody forgot about it. Price went right back up. We have short-term memories. We, we, we you know, we don't, we don't remember stuff. Companies go through a bad cycle. You know what they do? They change your name. Change the name, keep it rolling. Okay? Um, there are books written on, I used to love these, man, the books that tell you what the stock price should be. They would tell you, <clears throat> excuse me, here's a formula for how you figure out what the true stock price is. Shake the last quarterly earnings, da 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 shake a rubber chicken, da 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 sprinkle some salt on it, bam, that's the stock price. Okay. I ain't the smartest bulb on the shelf, the brightest. But here's the thing about those, 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 those books, those, those formulas that will predict and tell you what the true stock price should be. The problem with them is the factors for going into that formula, that they, those formulas they use, those factors change once a quarter. Every 90 days when the company publishes their quarterly earnings report, this these formulas take things from that quarterly earnings report and say, Boop, here's what the stock price should be. So you're saying it should be that for the whole rest of the quarter? It should be $50 for the whole rest of the quarter? Oh, no. no. You came up with a formula. And see, the problem with that is, again, you're using things that don't change but once a quarter. Stock price is doing this all the time. So you're basically telling me 99% of this is wrong, and you're right because you got this formula and you shook your rubber chicken and put some salt on it, and that's the price. Stock price is what it is, period. I don't care about um, theoretical. Stock price is what I can't spend theoretical money. Stock price is what it is, okay? It's fluctuating like this all day. That's the stock price. That's all you got to be concerned with. Now, I'm lazy. When I told you earlier about how I pick stocks and I, you know, Ford said they didn't need no money. Boom, that was enough for me. There are people who, you know, the analysts, they will do all that stuff about, 
what's the P.E. ratio of this sector, and what's the historical P.E. ratio, and what's the going forward this and that and all these other factors. I ain't got time for none of that because I'm competing with you, okay? Uh, you, gotta, you, you see the stock, I see the stock. You sitting there going, I think the stock going to go up. I'm sitting there thinking, the stock going to go down. I need to sell it. I ain't got to convince nobody but you who trying to buy it. Me and you compete mentally. That's what it is. Um, people want to have this idea that they got some, some hidden knowledge about stocks. You start playing with hidden knowledge, and that's illegal. Okay, that's when the, the FCC come knocking on your door. Except if you burn your Madoff, then they wait 10 years. But that's a whole other book. Um, people have this idea that they have that somebody knows something that I don't know, you know, and that's what drives stock price because I know something and you don't. So I know, again, that they're about to arrest the CEO for having kitty porn. You don't know it, so what do I do? I'm going to sell the stock because I know what's got to happen. I know he's about to get arrested, and you don't know. So you're acting from one perspective, and I'm acting from another, and I am going to make money. Yeah, but the truth is most of the time people don't have that information. Because you know, if you do, you know, and it's funny, there's always stories about uh, people who, who have information, have insider information. The best ones are like the elevator operators. I would love to see a movie about that. The elevator operators ride up and down the, the financial firms, you know, just run the elevator. You know, just Clarence, he runs the elevator. Nobody thinks about Clarence. Clarence is listening to y'all all the way up the elevator, talking about all the stuff y'all do all the way back down. Clarence is getting on the phone during his break, telling his cousin, yo, George, man, go buy this. Peace. Clarence, get back in the elevator. And y'all talking all the way up. Y'all talking all the way down. Next break, Clarence, get on the phone. Yo, yo, George, sell that. Boom. Is that illegal? Not really in my book. But that's the kind of information people think they have. If you deal in insider information, okay, let me, let me, let me give a little back. Uh, if you work for a company, most likely, um, if you work for a company, you cannot, a publicly traded company, you might have your retirement plan with them. You cannot buy their stock, usually, for a certain number of days before they announce earnings and a certain number of days after. And the reason being is because you may be the guy doing the numbers or the woman writing doing the numbers. So you see, oh, man, we are tanking like crazy. I'm selling my 401K. You got information that you shouldn't have that's not generally available to the public until you publish, okay? So that's why they, they don't let you – you, you, you uh, buy or sell the stock because you got insider information. Now, me personally, I have a, 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 a rule. Any company that I'm working for, I may, have my, I may own some of their stock in my retirement account because that's managed by somebody else. I will not buy their stock on the open market as long as I'm working for them. Reason being, I don't want the I don't want it to appear that I am doing something uh, illegal. Um, I could buy their stock outside the lockout period, 
and something happens, and that stock takes off, and I make a bunch of money. And then somebody says, you work for them, huh? Come on inside. Let's have a talk. I don't want to have them conversations. If I think the company is about to do well, I should be doing it through my 401K. I should be buying their stock through my 401K, okay, my retirement plan with that company. I should make sure that I have some of the company stock in there. And that's managed, you know, so it's not like I'm buying and trading, day trading. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, anyway, back to I jumped off. I got on a tangent there. We're talking about inside information. Um, inside information comes in all kinds of ways, but that's one of them where, you know, Clarence in the elevator, listening to everybody. Um, people have been busted selling inside information and me, and it's like, okay, I work for the company. I can't sell the stock, so I call my brother's wife's cousin over there and tell him, yo, buy this stock, and we'll split it. And they'd be like, bet. And he'd buy a bunch, and i say, i got to find somebody, number one, that I trust, and number two, somebody who can't be linked back to me. But And it's probably happened where somebody was able to find somebody they trust, and they were able to make that connection. But most of the time, you get caught. You get caught. That's just, that's just the nature of the game. You get caught. Um, so, so anyway, like I said, um, don't mess with inside information. It, it's, there's too many honest ways to make money. But back to stock. I, I, don't, I want to reiterate, reiterate um, because somebody said something last week about people are still afraid to invest in stocks, and I understand that. They are dangerous. But so is walking across the street. Um, I don't get into derivatives and things like that because that's like nutty stuff. Um, sometimes derivatives are designed specifically to lose your money, and that's just my personal opinion on it. But um, as far as investing in stocks, it is not as scary as financial advisors would have you think. It's not. It's just. It's just not. I mean. Yeah, every now and then a stock will drop like crazy one day because, again, CEO got caught with kitty porn. That doesn't happen that often. Okay, it really doesn't. It doesn't happen as often as you might think. I don't know how much you think about that, but, you know. Um, but, but this is how people are making money every day. Rich people are making money every day investing in the stock market. Yeah, they're investing millions of dollars. You're already investing in the stock market through your company retirement plan. If you don't have a retirement plan with your company uh, and you're just putting your money in the bank and trying to just accumulate it there, you will accumulate it, but you are going to accumulate it very, 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 very slow because the bank is giving you a half of one-tenth of a millionth of a percent interest. You can make 2 or 3% in a week easy in the stock market. You can make it in a day if you hit the right stock. You can lose 2 or 3% too. But it's, it's not if you diversify. And remember, diversification, the more you buy, the more different stocks you buy, the better. The more different sectors. And what I mean by sector is, you know, you got communications, you got grocery stores, you got automobiles, you got healthcare, you got solar energy, you got oil and gas, you got food services, restaurants, all these different industries. I will say this. Think about the places. If you want to get started in investing in the stock market, think about 
your lifestyle. Think about where you like to eat. Think about what you drive, where you get your gas, um, who's your health care provider, uh, what brand of shoes do you like to wear, sneakers, what brand of clothing do you like to wear. Write that all down. Start with those companies. Buy one or two shares of each of those companies. If you like them, more than likely a lot of other people like them. Okay? Who's your energy company? If it's a big publicly traded company. Buy a couple of shares. It's going to be expensive because you're buying shares, and if you're only buying a few shares, you're going to buy it. You're going to have a uh, a um, commission that's probably bigger. The more shares you buy, the less rat, from a ratio perspective your commission is. Um, but do that. Just look at your lifestyle and buy stocks that you like. A company that you like, a, a company that you go to, buy their stocks. That's how, that's how, that's, it's that simple. Start like that. And, you know, that's your diversification. And then just get into the habit of looking at those stocks and seeing how they're doing. So that's it. This show was supposed to be, this was a solar ramble. Like I said, I wasn't planning on doing a show this week. Decided to do one. Um, I know some rough times, so I probably didn't get too many people. But it's going to be up on Facebook for all posterity, and I do find that a lot of people watch this show after. So, you know, um, as I always say, you got questions, please hit me up. I don't know everything, but I am more than happy to research it. Um, I do this show partially because it makes me do my research. It makes me go and study the things, like the stuff on insurance we did, we talked about last week, investing in insurance. Um summary of that is bottom line is this. You can buy a term policy or a whole life policy that has an insurance component, has an investment component. If somebody is telling you that they can give you a safe return, rest assured that they're getting more than that return on your money, okay, and they're giving you what's left. That's just plain and simple. Uh, in a perfect world, fund managers would say, you know what, we're going to take our cut from your profit. So we're not going to get a percent of whatever we manage, we're going to say, you know what? If we return 10% on this fund, we'll get a 1% fee. If we return 15%, we'll get a 1.5% fee. If we return 20%, we'll get a 2%. That is how it should be done. You should have just as much incentive to make a return on this fund as its manager as I do as the owner as the people who are putting the money in. You need to have just as much of an incentive, and it's got to be in sync with my incentive. Okay? That is in a nutshell, like I said many times, why I do not like mutual funds. I invest in some through my retirement plan, but outside of that, I do not. And, and that is the biggest reason, because their compensation is based on how much I give them, not how much they return. There's some great funds out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're all ripping you off, but something to look at. How has the fund actually grown from investment return versus grown from just people sticking more money in? Um, the Bernie Man made our case. I'm still watching podcasts and reading books about that, and that's just so, you know, I feel for the people that got taken. I really do. Um, but, you know, the funny thing about it, those people who are getting taken, 
their whole thing was they didn't want nobody else to get in on it. So they were like, oh, I'm on Bernie's fund. I, you can't get in, but I'm in. You know, it was like hoity-toity. And then they find out that Bernie was all jacked up. And, I mean, it, I feel for him, but it's like, you know what? You're right, keeping us out. No, that's not that's not true. Um, I, I feel for those people. But that case, the more I read up on, on him and everything, that was the people who invested overseas, you invested in a fund, and the fund just totally gave your money to Bernie. Um, if I invest in a mutual fund outside of my retirement, I'm going to find out what they're holding. And if you can do it, you call, hey, what, what, what you guys own? And if a fund tells me they own 100% of this, well, shoot, I can invest in that on my own. I don't need you. That's not diversification. Those are mutual funds that went totally against the idea of what a mutual fund is for, the diversification of your investment. They went totally against. That was why when he crashed, he cleaned their clocks. So anyway, I've been rambling for a half hour. Everybody, thank you. You see this later. Hope it makes some sense to you. That, I'm going to go. I got Bikram Yoga in about an hour and a half, so I'm going to go get sweaty. Everybody have a great weekend, and uh, we will talk soon. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye.